Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you have pen and paper because I'm going to explain to you something that you weren't aware of. of tinfoil radio episode 33 tyler that means we've been doing this for eight months you said that last week oh but it's still true yeah (laughs) well you know one of the things that i really appreciate about being with you for eight months is just you know we we've gotten uh we've gotten pretty be pretty pretty close buddies there you know yeah i would say so much as I'll eat your ass. I will. I will eat your ass. <laughs> we got the soundboard back. Fucking yeah, we did. Crack cocaine is what Jake has been smoking. Okay, are we yeah, just gonna buddy. go through them all? Well, yeah, we're gonna go did through everything. Did you see the business Venezuela? Every. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Uh, the conspiracy theory tracker is behind us. It's working silently. Yes. Um, but that's what that... It's not a TV that we don't know how to turn off. That is... is it's, it turned it's off now. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I, the whole time we're getting ready for the show, he just got a new TV in the bunker, of course. Yeah. And it wouldn't shut off. We don't know how to turn it off yet because there's no remote and shit. Duh. That sucks. It was a free TV. So, All right. So... It's a free TV. Remote. I go topside out of the bunker. It was right anyway. there. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? I like women with big, giant tits and big asses. That's how we're going to start today's show. <laughs> wow. Uh, it's funny that we use Alex Jones drop there because we're going to be talking about a guy that predates Alex Jones and even called Alex Jones a coward. Um, and a, a lot son of, of a, a bitch. A bullshit artist. A, no. He straight up called him a bullshit artist. Straight up. Didn't now tell it. me, is it going to be you and me together? Oh, oh, oh. Let's talk oh, about just what? Bill Cooper. Let's talk about it. Uh, specifically, we're going to be covering the first chapter of his book, Behold a Pale Horse. And we're only doing this because I managed to find it online for free because <laughs> I was not going to pay for this book. <laughs> no way. Um, but I, I'm glad I got a hold of it because it is like a conspiracy theory Bible. It has everything in there. There's even like a whole Elders of Zion. Um, Unfortunately. Yeah, horrible, horrible thing. But there's, there's just so much to this. There's the Kennedy assassination. There's aliens. There's everything. And I think it'd be fun to do breakdowns every so often of this book. So, yeah. Yeah. I like and, it. And, uh, yeah, I don't know about you, but I'm done talking about QAnon for a little bit. <laughs> so, um, so, did you see Dumb Fuck Joni Ernst? came out and uh, did the uh, stuff with the uh, the skeptical numbers. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? Was w- was she on the show? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so We don't Ty- know about Ty- you. Well, Tyler, let's learn a little bit about... But after covering Q and Bill I, Cooper. Let's do that. Let's just jump ahead. We already introed it. Rather than us telling, just telling who, bo- telling you who Bill Cooper was, why let him, why not let him tell you? 
Yeah, the following I, I is did a. Not edit that sentence. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> the following is a passage from his book Behold, Behold a Pale Horse, which is actually going to be one of the main sources for the episode. Pretty much the whole thing. It's that and his radio show. That's all we have for sources on this. Quote People have called radio talk, show, talk shows claiming to have first hand knowledge that I am a notorious. I'll read it. I'll read it. I'll read it. Uh, people have called radio talk shows claiming to have first-hand knowledge that I am a notorious radical right-wing extremist. Sorry, he's such an ass. Others have said that they have proof that I belong to a white racist organization. Some said that they found my name on a list of Communist Party members. Well, which is it? A man in Los Angeles, always the same voice, calls when I am on the radio claiming that I am an alcoholic. What the hell? The truth is, most of my close friends and acquaintances consider themselves to be liberal Democrats, end quote. Now, uh, <laughs> that is a good... So Jesus this is what I, Christ. This is what I love about this. <laughs> if Bill Cooper were alive, he would be, I think, worse than Alex Jones because he hates socialism. He, he denounces it multiple times uh, throughout his career. He hates uh, this idea of a new world order or you could... I don't know. Is the New World Order the deep state? I feel like they're they're they go hand in hand. They're very yeah. I mean, look, they're they're both just buzzwords for stupid people to use to right. justify it's their the shadowy bigotry that they're scared of. Yeah. Well, whatever bigotry you got, man, there's a fucking conspiracy theory that'll justify it yeah. to you, bro. Well, that's that's the thing with Bill Cooper putting the elders of Zion stuff. There's the QAnon. There's and that's the thing about yeah. Bill Cooper. Um, he may. I don't think he's racist because I listened to how he covered. Well, he the talks about that in the next. Yeah. <laughs> but he's definitely <laughs> anti-Semitic, for sure, because uh, the way that he has the whole elders of Zion in the book. Yeah, and which the, is just so The Bilderberg group and all that stuff. Oh, and it gets better. Yeah. Here's the following paragraph. Quote: My only pol political stance is constitutional. My wife is Chinese. That rules out the racist propaganda. <laughs> Of course it does, Bill. Jeez. Oh, I thought that th that reminds me real quick of the uh, speaker at the RNC who has biracial children who told uh, the uh, the world that she would expect her son to be pulled over, the brown one, qu yeah. before the white one. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't mean that you're not racist. Sorry, <laughs> that re that rules out the racist propaganda. I fought the communists in Vietnam. I will fight them again <laughs> if necessary, but only on United States soil. Also, so? I, uh, I want to po point this out that Bill Cooper. Um, oh, okay, is, okay. He's the godfather. He's, he's I'll, okay, I'll, sorry. Let me finish. Yeah. He's the godfather of conspiracy, and he's also the guy that these right wing militia groups that you see a lot of now, he kind of started that because he was very, very, very pro Second Amendment. He did several episodes talking about how um, he thinks. That the Democrats are going to take his guns, you know. He he was... A Nobody's going to take your fucking guns. <laughs> yeah, Bill Cooper knows. He's dead now. Uh, <laughs> got shot in the head. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that at a different time. Super. <laughs> but <laughs> it's it's just any sort of right-wing militia types, it starts <clears throat> with Bill Cooper. But Even... This predates Alex Jones, too. Oh, yeah. Well, the, 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 the fun thing is, is as I'm reading through this paragraph, I realize he's debunking each claim made in the paragraph that... Uh, Jake just read. Uh -huh. like I, that's, that's the whole why purpose he's talking of about this, Vietnam. Yeah. He's not a communist. And then here we go. Uh, 
I, I used to drink a lot of alcohol in my younger days. As I became older, the booze dwindled to a trickle. Now I do not drink much at all. <laughs> That's okay. Totally a lie. He, sure. he was definitely still drinking at this time. Yeah, they checked his liver. Most of my friends have never seen me take a drink. So you just drink at home like I've done before? Also leaves out that he was a domestic abuser. Of course. Annie and I are fond of using cocaine in our c- wine in our cooking. <laughs> Sorry. The lies, no doubt, will continue. End quote. End quote. So, yeah, Bill, <laughs> Bill's an interesting character because I think he is fun to cover because I think he is or is was smarter than Alex Jones, but he still he had such confidence to talk about bullshit that even he didn't maybe necessarily believe. And we'll get in more of his style of approach to conspiracy versus Alex Jones, um, where... Alex Jones, I don't think he really believes some of the stuff he says. Mm. And Bill Cooper called him out on it. I think Bill Cooper was really this paranoid. <laughs> this guy was the real deal. I'll give him that. Well, he if was he drink enough, I mean, shit. Well, he was in the military. Uh, he, he had a drinking problem. So he, and he, he didn't have the best childhood. So he was kind of... He probably had severe PTSD. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. From a lot of things. And that that would explain the alcoholism and the abuse. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can get help for that. Yeah. So we're going to move on. Oh. Well, now that's just a few paragraphs from his book, uh, and that's not a full full extent to who Bill Cooper was. That was intentional. For starters, this isn't a full profile in Conspiracy TM (laughs) episode about Bill. We will do that in the future. The other reasoning behind those two quotes is to show you how Bill used to think of himself, which is important to understand if you want to cover his work. Yeah, also, and we this I don't know if this will be a full episode or maybe we'll cover it another time we talk about Bill Cooper, but um, he has a huge impact on 90s hip-hop. Uh, yeah, there's a Wu Tang Clan album that's called Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's another one. Uh, I don't know if it's Wu Tang, but there was another one that's called Behold the Pale Horse. Um, so he was very um, influential to hip hop in the '90s, which is hmm. super weird. Yeah, right. All right. So let's learn a little bit more. Well, the about background book. on Behold a Pale Horse. Uh, before we really dive into the meat and potatoes of Silent Weapons, we still need to flesh out Bill's background. Bill grew up as a military brat. He had this dream to serve every single branch of the military. Yeah. However, he's is that possible? I don't think that's possible. I don't think I mean, that's I, allowed. I don't know. I <laughs> no, I'm s- I don't think it's allowed. I, I, I don't know, but I'm just I just think it's funny once because you serve in one branch, I think that's like well you. I mean, you can go back to that branch again. Re-enlist. Why wouldn't you be able to go in the other one? I don't know because that's you would. I wouldn't want a pilot who was like, you know, well, I spent two years in the Navy and then I was like, I want to fly, and it's like, well, you're really geared toward like, you know, water. So I, I'm gonna ground you for a little while before I <laughs> make sure that you can actually fly. You know, more people fly in the Navy than the Air Force, right? Yeah, I'm a because they have the poor. Poor metaphor. Landing. It's a poor analogy. It's a poor analogy. (laughs) Let's move on. Son of a bitch. Um, However, he settled for being a part of the Navy. Bill served the Navy in Vietnam. This is also important to note that Bill's service during Vietnam is what made him just distrust the government so much. Naturally, I don't blame him, uh, and I'm not being sarcastic. I don't. That's. I I wouldn't trust the government either. Dude, after that, I I don't even trust it now, and I'm a civilian. Do you see? Yeah. That's what gives him credibility to write this book and the fir- quotes. 
and the first portion we'll be talking about. For instance, he cites the friendship he had with a man named Bob Barron. I'll read it because uh, I just think <laughs> Bob Barron volunteered. Listen, I'm trying to do it in the cadence. You'll hear how he talks on the radio, and I'm trying to match his cadence with this. Bob Barron volunteered for, is it Kua? Kua Viet. Kua Viet. Kua Viet. I begged him to stay with us. Maybe we could all go up later together. We couldn't wait. He had to have action. He promised. We promised each other that if one of us brought, <laughs> one of us bought the farm, the other would drink a bottle of scotch in his memory, then break the bottle on the rocks. <laughs> Don't ask me what that was all about. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why put it in the book, Bill? Of course, I'm gonna ask. <laughs> Men who think that might die at any given moment do stupid things, and I was no different than most. No. End quote. <laughs> Bill Cooper, man. Well, look, I just got to say, what size bottle of scotch are we talking about? Because if you're going to drink a whole bottle of scotch, you will break it on the rocks after, maybe before you're done when you fucking pass out. <laughs> you're, not, um, you're not a fan of Bill Cooper right now. I'm not a fan of any of these fuckheads, man. I'm I'm really anxious. Um, November's coming up, and I'm really anxious. Really anxious. Well, uh, I I I understand, and that's a good reaction to have to Bill because, because of this year. I, I get it, I, I get keep s- thinking worse and worse things. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Sorry, you brought the mood down. I didn't mean to do it. I love you. We're making fun of Bill Cooper. Bill sucks balls. <laughs> But at well, least, well, I will say this. I think Bill is better, was, I keep saying is, Bill was better than what Alex Jones was and is. Like, he just did it so much better. And <laughs> while some parts, when I was uh, texting you about this for the research, when I was listening to his radio show, he can be very boring at times. And I feel like a lot of times he over-explains something. But at least he, at parts in the cuts that'll show you, he could be captivating. Mm. Alex, I'm just laughing at his stupidity, and I and I kind of Alex s- is too demonstrative. Yeah, and Bill, I think more people. I could understand how more people would listen to Bill Cooper than Alex Jones. Yeah, because Bill Cooper, I think, is just the right amount of crazy. Yeah, <laughs> was so the right too. amount of crazy. Yeah. yeah, for the radio, right. not as a person. He was a terrible human. No, both both. Bill claims that during his time in the Navy, he received access to highly classified government documents. These documents and other various documents are the backbone to behold a pale horse. I can't say behold. (laughs) Behold a pale horse. Uh, So let's get ready to read Saturn Weapons for Quiet Wars. And let me tell you, this was a slog. They're silent weapons, dude. (laughs) So we're going to be covering a lot of his first ever broadcast of his radio show. And I want you to understand the, the mood that he's going to lay out for you because this says a lot. And this is just his intro music. This is scary as hell. 
What the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> Setting the tone for you, buddy. Sweet. What, was, what were those words at the beginning? Lights out for the hour of the time. Oh, okay. And that's what they kept repeating in like a distorted voice. And then the dog. It was scary, man. I'm, I, again, I get I get where your reaction is negative because I understand like this is pretty fucked up because this is obvious fear mongering right off right out of the gate. Well, no, I'm all freaked out. Yeah, and it's the thing is. Bill Cooper like really cared about radio, really wanted to be in radio in the first place, mm-hmm. but he was l- thinking of himself as like a, uh, a a DJ, not a talk show guy. Uh, and then it sort of turned into this, but you can tell already that he has more thought and care in his broadcast than, say, an Alex Jones, because that is terrifying. As I'm sitting here, you, I'm getting freaked out listening to it. So Thanks. that already makes yeah. me paranoid. Yeah. And it already kind of justifies his craziness. So, again, I get how people fell into his his whole shtick because it is very convincing. Mm. So the document that is the basis for silent weapons was originally found by Tom Young, according to Bill Cooper. He is a fellow warrior in the cause for freedom. That's directly from the book. <laughs> the document is dated May 1979, but was found in an IBM printer that was purchased at a surplus sale on July 7th, 1986. <laughs> Very oddly specific for, for this lie. But, uh, the yeah. document is allegedly saying that it is, quote, the Illuminati's de- uh, declaration of war upon the people of America, end quote. According to Cooper, he's seen multiple top secret stuff, like secrets, I think that's what he referred to it as in the book, that explained uh, silent weapons. So this isn't the first time he had heard about this concept. He he had seen different intel with his time in the Navy. Okay, Bill. Uh, He also says that this was the doctrine that was adopted by the policy committee of the Bilderberg Group in 1954, which started World War III, colon, the Quiet War. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, this document's main... Th- well, you know what? Let's, ha- let's, let's listen to Bill Cooper explain. Oh, man. You must not believe... Actually, this clip is important, and I will use it a lot when I refer to Bill Cooper, because he starts his show... He does read from his own book, which, weird flex... But he also has this statement to start a show. Anything that you hear on this show... You must not believe. ...are on the Chuck Carter show, are on the Tom Valentine show, are on Larry King Live, (laughs) are from the lips of Dan Rather, or George Bush, or Bill Clinton, are anyone else in this entire world, whether you hear it on radio or on television, or from the lips of someone standing right in front of you. But you must listen to everyone, no matter who they are or what they are saying. So that is the true mark of intelligence. Listen to everything, believe nothing, until you can prove you yourself <laughs> you must learn how to find the truth and prove it 
So, I mean, I'll give him credit. That's not a terrible message. No. It's, it's just, you know... A little extreme. I mean, yeah. I basically go by that anyway. Right. Most, My, most logical people don't need to say that out loud. Most people do that. I don't need to be proven that the sun is the You know? I don't... Yeah. Um, but the way I've always uh, said it is, uh, you know, when it's... it's it's kind of a, a, a Cartman thing, you know, respect my authority, but it, it, it's rooted in a real, you know, respect my authority, you know. And I've always said this, you can have my respect, but you can't have my authority. Like, you know, you have to, it's one or the other. Yeah. You know, if you if you want my, if you want your authority, you can't have so, my respect. So the main, the, the document's main thesis is that the government has been indoctrinating us with silent weapons... And, and we are currently living in a quiet war with those said weapons. Mm. So Aforementioned? <laughs> yes. So with that in mind, we're going to break down this chapter. And this is when we'll start getting into uh, his radio show and how he explains it. But. Historical introduction. The, this kicks off the thesis of what we just talked about. However, it goes further into detail about the, what the silent weapons are. We could explain it, but it's better to hear this nonsense from the man himself. Silent weapon technology has evolved from operations research, ROR, a strategy and tactical methodology developed under the military management in England during World War II. And this will be the first that most of you have ever heard of it. The original purpose of operations so research was to study like, the strategic and tactical this. problems of air and land defense with the don't. objective of effective use of limited military resources against foreign enemies. In other words, folks, logistics. <laughs> you see what I mean where parts of this can be boring? You know, well, no. Actually, here's what... Is oh no, he's getting you. No, no, it just one of the things that's kind of like upsetting. It's not upsetting. Uh, how to put it? Um, is kind of like oh that sucks. Is it when I when I hear him, whatever he's talking about? Because what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I know, right? It's but honestly, I I feel very comfortable. I feel like I'm very comforted. Like who? That's the weird thing about his. When voice. he talks, I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever you say, man. He's yeah. getting you, dude. No, as long as you get. Can I have a? Can I have a hug? <laughs> can I have a puppy? <laughs> Sounds like he's what, like your crazy uncle talking to you. I don't know. He's I'm gonna, like, no, I'm gonna just, read you a nice bedtime story, no, Tyler. It's, it's let's, just, <laughs> let's talk about silent weapons for quiet war. No, it's just no. I'm <laughs> I'm saying like. Obviously not what he's talking about. You want to hear about the, the tone, new world order? But the tone of his voice is very calming. Yeah, I know. It, it's it, just the way he talks about most this is most that any of you have ever heard of it. This is what I what? This is the one thing I do like about Tell me more, Bill. Covering Bill Cooper is he definitely is was in a different era where he is a nice little time capsule of like 90s talk radio in a way. In his own little way, not like you know Stern or Limbaugh, but his own special kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, so after so that, yeah, but Cooper does uh, some more story building and teasing before he continues to explain the silent weapons, which I still don't know what the fuck they are. Social engineering, folks. The now you're about to know. In automation of a society requires the correlation of great amounts of constantly changing economic information or data. 
So a high-speed, computerized data processing system was necessary, which could race ahead of the society and predict when society would arrive for capitulation. Relay computers were too slow, but the electronic computer invented in 1946 by J. Presper Eckert and John W. Mouchley filled the bill. The next what? breakthrough what was is the this? development of the simplex method of linear programming simplex. in 1947 Wrestling? by the mathematician George B. Danzig. Then, in 1948, oh, take the that invented by J. Bardeen, W. H. Brattain, and W. Shockley promised great expansion of the computer field by reducing space and power requirements. That's happened. With these three inventions <laughs> under their direction, those in positions of power strongly suspected that it was possible for them to control the whole world with the push of a button. Damn. You ever thought about the fact that, uh, you know how we're always um, talking about, you know, uh, AI and, and yeah, you robots, know, the dangers of AI and how and freaky that. it is, how good it's gotten and everything. And, you know, we have the Terminator movies yeah. as a literal roadmap about what not to do. <laughs> and we're doing. Have you ever thought about the fact that the AI is already taken over? Yeah, yeah. And that everything that's going on right now is a direct result of like an, an well, invisible know, AI just controlling everything. I'm not quite sure on this, but who says that we got wiped out in one day? Oh, well, Terminator said there was Judgment Day when everybody got nuked. But, you know, I don't know maybe it I'm just happens. I think it's funny because if Bill Cooper were around again, his head would explode <laughs> because I, I don't know for sure. But he seemed like he'd be a guy uh, that is the microchipping where like this right is yeah. gonna where yeah. I'm like dude we're already microchipped already fucking microchipped so yeah he he would not last long but we also should pause and point out what I was saying earlier that Bill Cooper is using his first ever broadcast of his show mm. to talk about his own book <laughs> I would do the same what a flex what a flex <sighs> but hey at least Bill helped us out I'm with this episode. Here's more from Bill about the silent weapons. In 1952, the original grant period terminated, and a high-level meeting of the elite was held to determine elite. the next phase of social operations research. The Harvard Project had been very fruitful, as is borne out by the publication of some of its results in 1953, suggesting the feasibility of economic or social engineering. And this was published in a book called Studies in the Structure of the American Economy, copyright 1953, by Wassily Leontief, International Sciences Press, Incorporated, White Plains, New York. I suggest you get it and read it. Engineered in the last half of the decade of the 1940s, the new quiet war machine stood, so to speak, in sparkling gold-plated hardware on the showroom floor by 1954. With the creation of the Mazer in 1954, the promise of unlocking unlimited sources of fusion atomic energy from the heavy hydrogen in seawater and the consequent availability of unlimited social power was a possibility only decades away. Hmm. All right. 
Uh, There's a lot of hydrogen in seawater. <laughs> oh, God. He's getting you, dude. He's getting you. It's weird. Don't let, don't let the ghost of Bill Cooper <coughs> radicalize you. <coughs> Too late. <coughs> All right. So... <laughs> This is the last clip we have explaining the silent weapons, at least from this broadcast. And, uh, okay, here we go, one more time. Bill Cooper, take it away. The combination, of course, was irresistible. It's true. The quiet war was quietly declared by the international elite at a meeting held in 1954, and the name of that group, folks, is the Bilderberg Group. Although the silent weapon system was nearly exposed 13 years later, the evolution of the new weapon system has never, ever suffered any major setbacks. Because no one has ever identified that what is happening to them is being caused by any kind of a weapon system at all. Ah, yes. It's all an accident, folks, if you believe that. I got a couple of bridges that I'd like to get rid of. Please contact me with Zing. checkbook in hand. Checkbook in hand. What a fucking nerd. <laughs> nerd! Yeah, you super, fucking nerd! Super passionate about quiet weapons That's or silent funny. weapons and quiet whatever, man. <sighs> yeah, but he's a fucking dork. I want to. I want to point. So out what he's saying is that we live in the world of they live, which doesn't surprise me. Yes, he's saying that this ever since World War II, um, we've been attacked with information. So those are the the silent weapons are anything you see or hear or read in the media, and you know the quiet wars is us taking in that information. I guess right. somehow. Sure. It's it's and trust me, it is stupid. <laughs> yeah. It is very, very stupid. It's stupid. So we're going to move ahead here. Mm. Also, I will say, like, the second to last clip, there's a part where he's talking about this book, and he's like, I suggest you get it. I suggest you get it. It's very much how he presents his show, and he is, like, this authoritative voice. Yeah. That, he's uh, like, hey, you know, I know what I'm talking about, right, so you yeah. should I've also s- know what I'm talking about. I was about. in Nam. I've seen some shit, man. Listen. You are privileged to be hearing my radio show exactly. right now. Exactly. And you should be... I want you to be on the same level of knowledge as I am. Dude, the guy... And I, I didn't... Where's my radio fucking show? I almost I almost put this in, but I didn't. There is a clip of this first episode where he talks about how important his show is in a time slot that millions of people will hear it. What, what time was his show on? I, you know, I don't have it. And, you know, does that really matter? I mean, we have shows on the weekend that, you well, know, originally aired at like 8 a.m. that we play at like 6 p.m. So, well, I mean, it's probably like something that in our market, you like know, 9 a.m., 9 p.m. or something. Well, like late night radio. OK, because, yeah, I mean, this is around time, the know, time. time for like every, you know, uh, this is around the time of Art Bell. So the, the, there was the we think of prime shortwave time radio as thing. seven to ten p.m., but uh, prime time on the East Coast is eight to eleven p.m. Well, he was in news Ari- at he was 11. in Arizona though. <laughs> okay, well, whatever. So he was on. Uh, so he Pacific saw the time. second airing of the Saturday Night Live every week. Yes. No. Yes. 
So let's move on to energy. Then have Bill explain the whole book to us. We're going to take over now. So this section refers to the info we're getting as energy. The book specifically says that energy is the key to all activity on Earth. It goes on to say this. All science is merely a means to an end. The means is knowledge. <clears throat> the end is control. The uh, end always justifies the means. Yeah, it's in like... yeah. All caps. Beyond this remains only one issue. Who will be the beneficiary? Bill... Okay. Oh. Oh, well, no, here's the thing. Um, I left... I, I copy and pasted this directly from the book, this quote. And a lot of these quotes are... I literally just pulled them right off the PDF. Because you have to just read this man's words to realize how crazy he is. But... Um, Silent Weapons is a document, right, that we explained earlier that he found in a printer. Or this, uh, who was it? Uh, oh. Young, something young. Yeah. I lost his name. Uh, but he, he was the one that found this air quotes document. So anytime you see something in like brackets with all caps, that is Bill, his only contribution to that part. Everything else, someone else wrote, and, he, and then he just put, like, <laughs> the ends always justify the means. Like, he would just leave, like, editor's notes and say that he wrote a lot yeah. of this book. Well, you know, uh, footnote. Yeah. Bill continues by setting up the premise that all this is being done in the name of peace from future wars. What? Coincidentally, <laughs> to prevent a war, they needed a quiet war. Bill says, Which quote, we're living in right now! Sure. Yeah, we are. COVID war, man. Whoa. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. This is silent dude, weapon, dude. dude. Bill says, quote, in the interest of future world order, peace, and tranquility, it was decided to privately wage a quiet war against the American public with an ultimate objective of permanently shifting the natural and social energy wealth <laughs> of the undisciplined and irresponsible many into the hands of the self-disciplined, responsible, and worthy few. Isn't that what happened? <laughs> I'm, am it's I, happening. It's well, always been there. Right, but I mean. It's always. No, that's the why thing. Why is he crazy for thinking that? That's exactly what happened. That's what's happening. Is like, there's like 18 people in the world with like a billion dollars. And the rest of us are like, man, I really would like a sandwich. Oh, God. What? Is that not how it is? He's you. You're getting radicalized by Bill Cooper, man. No, is that not how it oh, is? Shit, I didn't expect this to happen. Ask me. Oh no, Tyler. Tyler. No, no. But, no, but in all seriousness, I totally. This is what I mean. Is Bill Cooper so much better? Was so much better than Alex Jones is now. Well, he, he also never starts like taking his shirt off. Clearly, I mean, I, I don't think know. he had a video, but like, yeah, as far as we know. But I mean, like you can clear. He's clearly in control of himself throughout. He is very measured. I think with he's the a good added, story, he's good at spinning a narrative. Yes, I think with the added video is. I don't think Alex Jones would have been that good anyway, like that. But the added video just. Alex Jones is only ever relevant is because. By the of way, who the fuck would ever watch Rush Limbaugh's video? It's him from the side. Well, you see. All right. <laughs> just, who fucking cares, He does man. do that a lot. You're right. He, Rocking well, because he's, read, he's reading and like... He's a fucking douche. Anyway, Bill continues, right? Uh, Bill finishes up the section by claiming the government's first move with the silent weapons is to attack the poor. Of course. 
By doing that, the government can set up a totally predictable and controlled economy. The quality of education given to the lower class must be of the poorest sort so that the moat of ignorance isolating the inferior class from the superior class is and remains incomprehensible to the inferior class. That not what's going on right now? I mean, with such an initial handicap, even bright lower class individuals have little, if any, hope of extraditing themselves from their assigned lot in life. This form of slavery is essential to maintaining some measure of social order, peace, and tranquility for the ruling upper class. It's describing the United States case system, and if you don't believe that there is one, there is. But that's what. But that's the thing. Is this what's is so radical about that? Because he's spinning a narrative yeah. of these everyday things are actually things that are suppressing you all the time, which, yes. But they're not to the level of there's like he he's also a guy that believes that there's they were reptilians. Yeah, I can't I can't get behind him because he's very anti-Semitic. I can't get behind him for that. I'm not saying like oh my gosh I believe Bill Cooper. No, no I know you're. I'm not. just saying like what the last two paragraphs I just read are like well that's the exact state of our world today. And that's how that's, he, that's exact how exact way it is right now. That's how he hooked people. Is he was able to. So when does he start getting fucking nutty? Soon, yeah, yeah. Cause you gotta get here. That's what sucks, man. I really hope that nothing. I really hope that we don't get to the end of this, and I'm like, I haven't heard anything yet. <laughs> Cause like, I I cannot get behind a fucking anti-Semite, dude. I I can't fucking do it. Oh my god, this is not. We can't cover Bill Cooper. I guess. Cause he's getting to you, man. Fucking shit, dude. <laughs> Industrial diagrams. Uh, we're skipping ahead but because... He's very, I get it, though. He's very believable. Because well, he seems genuine. He's a genuine well, guy. No, I know, but he just described exactly what... When was this written? 91. 30 years later, this is it. That's because it happens all the time. Well, yeah, okay. Doesn't mean it's a quiet war. No, I, I'm not... No, that's ridiculous. But, but that's, this, is what I, this is how I would but counter clearly, someone But clearly, the wealthy, at some point, were like, dude... <laughs> We can just fucking take everything, guys. <laughs> they literally don't give a fuck. Like they don't. All they want Tyler, football. Okay, you're, you're scaring me, buddy. Really? Because I'm believing you now. Oh my god, are we Bill Cooper? People? You don't believe that the wealthy like uh, don't believe the wealthy what run the country? They do. The wealthy run everything. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, but I that's mean, any society ever. Yeah. <laughs> just saying, it sucks. <laughs> Think about that. Right. I'm just saying, this <laughs> sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's move <laughs> on. <laughs> and that's a hot take. <laughs> We're skipping. <laughs> <laughs> hot take. Oh, gosh, this yeah, you better. We're uh, we're skipping ahead because okay, he, his whole explanation of how it would work in economics is just boring. We're going to move ahead to this section: industrial diagrams. An ideal industry is defined as a device which receives value from other industries in several forms and converts it into one specific product for sales and distribution to other industries. <laughs> it has several inputs and one output. So the cell phone. <laughs> a device which receives value from other industries in several forms. Apps. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Because <laughs> I'm slowly watching you get radicalized by this dead What do you man. mean? Radicalized? This is not radical. 
this is fucking, it's not that at all. It's No, he's just stating the obvious. Well, yeah. That's but all I mean, he's doing. He's just finding a fun, cool, interesting way to talk about mundane, everyday life. I guess. But fuck, man. It's just like, well, <laughs> as I fucking this episode promote t- capitalism right here. This episode took a turn. I did not <laughs> expect this reaction. What? Uh, I just, I don't, I don't know, man. I didn't expect you to believe Bill Cooper a lot. What do you mean believe Bill? <laughs> okay, see, here's the problem is that <laughs> I... I'm joking, buddy. I know, but uh, these are concepts that I've been familiar with for at least 20 years now. Um, I'm fully aware of... Uh, we did an episode one time where I came up with my own conspiracy theories, <clears throat> and some of them were real conspiracy theories that I have, um... But I didn't want to go overboard. And uh, so I did. I made up some ones that were kind of funny. And it ended up being our lowest rated show ever. Jeez. Um, which is fine. But to be really brutally honest, man, I mean, if you don't think that there's a class war going on, I mean, well, there, there's always there a class is. war going on. Well, I know. But I mean, it's, it's gotten to the point now where the people who are getting fucked in this class war are more and more like, you know, getting fucked isn't so bad. You know, I got a, got a TV. I got a car, you know. Yeah, I think there's a there's a bigger uh there's a big wealth disparity in our country right now and in the world. And yeah, and Mo- so, but in our so country, again, yeah, specifically. It's clearly been there a while if guys like Bill Cooper are making these stories, making up, you know, this document. Mm-hmm. That he claims he f- somebody found in a printer somewhere, um, <laughs> but yeah. You, so you again, you start to level with him a little bit. You start to understand his line of thinking. Again, this is why he was popular. I've always said that the only way that the human race will be able to move forward from this time of turmoil, the last basically thousand years, two thousand years, two thousand whatever. Yeah. Um, is if money stops becoming more important than well uh, than a hu- than human than than life than human life animal life plant life you know yeah money's more important than those as long as that happens we will be here in this perpetual class war going on oh yeah for perpetually. sure perpetually it will always be there because we will not understand and don't think i haven't thought forgotten about you religion all right, so Bill goes on to elaborate more on the idea of an industrial diagram <clears throat> and how these systems work. He does this with the three industrial classes: class number one, capital resources; class number two, goods, commodities, or use dissipative, dissipative, d- dissipative. <laughs> <laughs> sip of the tea. Sip of the sip, sip of the, the pop of the sip. Pop of the, the sip. Doop. Sip of the cup. Sip of the, sip of the tea. <laughs> sip of the tea. Class number three, services. <laughs> Action of population. Buckle up, bro. Because Bill... <laughs> Why do you make fun of my writing every episode? I did. It says because. But buckle up, buckle. Because <laughs> I'm, Ven- I'm, I'm Jesse we're Ventura. Don't, we're going to get sidetracked. Stay, on, okay. stay focused. Continues to bore us with more. That's no fun. <laughs> Uh, because Bill continues to bore us with more details on the industrial diagrams. Class number one, industries exist at three levels. And if you remember, which I don't, <laughs> capital is class number one. 
keep that handy. <laughs> <laughs> you cheat sheet. It's open book. One, <laughs> nature, sources of energy and raw materials. Two, government, printing of currency equal to gross national product. Three, banking, <laughs> loaning of money for interest and extensive inflation or, or an extension. Uh, in, in parentheses, inflation slash counterfeiting of economic value through deposit loan accounts. So yeah, Bill Cooper is very um, boring sometimes. <laughs> that almost put me to sleep. Uh, so yeah, he's essentially saying that there's three levels to class number one of this social engineered life that we live. And then, so what was class number two? Uh, goods. Industry, class number two industries exist as producers of tangible or consumer, uh, parentheses, dissipated products. This sort of activity is usually recognized and labeled by the public as an industry. The cell phone industry? <laughs> Skynet? Class number three, which is <laughs> services, industries, cell phone stores. <laughs> <laughs> are those which have service rather than a tangible product as their output. Come on. <laughs> are you fucking reading this? What the fuck is wrong with you? These industries are called one households and two governments. Their output is human activity of a, a mechanical sort and their basis is population. <laughs> Kids turning 15, they need cell phones. Your kid needs a cell phone now that he's eight. Tyler. Your kid needs no. a tablet now that they're three. Tyler, you're sliding down the rabbit hole. What are you talking about? <laughs> you're out of your fucking mind. Am I? How'd you like that picture of Bill Cooper? <laughs> Enforcement. <laughs> okay. So, for the sake of our sanity and yours, we're moving way ahead in this chap And mine. We're moving way yeah. ahead in this chapter. A lot of this is just flat out boring. Let's move ahead to the section of this chapter that is all about scaring people. Let's talk how the silent weapons will be so, enforced. Tyler, I want you to notice. You're going to slap me. I understand, for the most part, how you could see where Bill's coming from, right? But And I was in the same boat until I got to this part. And then I was like, oh, this is kind of fucked up. So, like, uh, fucked up how? Like, no, well, this doesn't. Well, let's just. I don't know. It just it just seems pretty fucked up. Factor one, mm. as in every social system approach, stability is achieved only by understanding and accounting for human nature, actions, reaction patterns. A failure to do so, excuse me. A failure to do so can be and. Intimidation is essential to the. No, no, and usually is just oh, disastrous. No worries. As in other human social schemes, one form or another of intimidation or incentive is essential to be, or essential to the success of the draft. Physical principles of action and reaction must be applied to both internal and ex external subterms, subsystems. Oh, I think that. Yeah, that's all right. Is a weird. Uh, An or external subsystems, yeah. To secure the draft, individual brainwashing slash programming and other, and both f the family unit and the peer group must be engaged and brought under control. 
Okay. You still believe it? No, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about, honestly. I mean, I this is what I'm saying. This social is system approach, stability is achieved only by understanding and accounting for human nature, which, I mean, if you want to believe all that shit, which I don't really necessarily believe in it, but, I mean, is it so hard to believe that, I, I told you when I was in broadcasting school, they talked about psychographics and trying to influence how people think. Just saying. Yeah. Factor two. Faza. The man of the household must be housebroken to ensure that Junior will grow up with the right social training and attitudes. The advertising media, etc., are engaged to see to it that father-to-be is pussy-whipped before or by the time he is married. <laughs> he is see, now it's starting to get fucked up. You see what I mean? He is taught that he either conforms to the social notch cut out for him or his sex life will be hobbled in his... T- Tender companionship will be zero. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He is made to see that women women demand s- security more than logical, principled, or honorable, honorable behavior. By the time his son must go to war, father, with jelly for a backbone, will slam... <laughs> I forgot it said that. <laughs> so dumb. Well, with jelly for a backbone. With jelly for a backbone. Strawberry. I prefer grape. It's jam. We'll, we'll slam a gun... <laughs> Into Junior's hand before Father will risk the censure of his peers or make a hypocrite of himself by crossing the investment he has in his own personal opinion or self-esteem. <laughs> junior will go to war or Father will be embarrassed. So Junior will go to war, the true purpose notwithstanding. Yeah? That's how it ends, yeah. <coughs> See, this is what I mean. This is where Cooper starts to go off the deep end a little bit. You know what I mean? Because it's just a lot of nonsense. All right. Factor three, mother. The female element of the human society is ruled by emotion first and logic second. Sexist. Always. <laughs> That's pretty sexist. Uh, uh, yeah. In the battle between logic and imagination, imagination always wins. Oh, my God. Fantasy prevails. That's not true at all. There are women <laughs> doctors, man. They can't just be like fucking daydreaming Jesus during God. their what is it? What are they called? We got you. I got your back, buddy. I knew you'd hate Bill Cooper by the end of this. Well, come on, man. This is so horseshit. <laughs> okay. It gets worse. Yeah. Maternal instinct dominates so that the child is too starry eyed to see a wealthy no, man. The child comes first and the future comes second. Oh god, I skipped ahead. Yeah. You want to go ahead and read it? Oh, it comes first and the future comes second. A woman with a newborn baby is too starry-eyed to see a wealthy man's cannon fodder or a cheap source of slave labor. A woman must, however, be conditioned to accept the transition to reality when it comes or sooner. As the transition becomes more difficult to manage, the family unit must be carefully disintegrated and state-controlled public education and state-operated child care centers must become more common and legally enforced so as to begin the the detachment of the child from the mother and father at an earlier age. Inoculation of behavioral drugs, or Ritalin, (laughs) can speed the transition for the child. Mandatory. Caution. A woman's impulsive anger can override her fear. An irate woman's power must never be underestimated, and her power over a pussy-whipped husband... (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Must likewise never be underestimated. Wow. 
Don't underestimate my pussy whipping. <laughs> it got women the vote in 19... 19- I, I Don't finish it. Finish it. In 1920. Wow. Women... He's saying women... Pussy whipping power got us the vote. You were saying these women nagged their way to the right to vote? What the fuck, Bill Cooper? And he's going to say he found it in I'm sure there are marriages like that in America. Sure. I'm sure there are. In the world, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it's not unrealistic. But to but say that that's the entire... Yeah. So what? Immediately do you get married, you are... Weak? Like is that what he, like you're you're not a man anymore because you're pussy whipped? Like what the fuck? <laughs> and and also it, it it's stupid. Didn't it's it stupid. just talk about in the father where he doesn't expect any sex or he no he's worried if he doesn't fit into the mold that he won't get any sex even <laughs> though his love life is hobbled. Well well if he's pussy whipped how is he pussy whipped if he's not getting any pussy? Logic. All right, let's That's move why on. I'm not a woman, according to Bill Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, factor four, Tyler. Junior. I'm giving up reading this. <laughs> <laughs> the emotional pressure for self-preservation during time of war and the self-serving attitude of the common herd that have an option to avoid the battlefield, if Junior can be persuaded to go... Donald Trump is all of the pressure finally necessary to propel Johnny off to war. No, no, it's not him then. Their quiet blackmailings of him are the threats. No sacrifice, no friends, nor glory, no girlfriends. What? <laughs> See what I mean? It's just nonsense. So, okay, so you if you have to come home and have and want to have friends and girlfriends, you have to have glory, so you have to have done something cool yeah. for your girlfriends. But you also have to have a sacrifice, so you have to like lose like a finger to have friends. What? Is that what that means? Your guess is as good as mine, Tyler. Factor five, <laughs> sister. And what about Junior's sister? <laughs> she is given all the good things of life by her father and taught to expect the same from her future husband regardless of the price. <laughs> I've known some people like that. Far be it for me to say they were all female people because they weren't. But there are a lot of people like that. So the whole the whole sexist bent of this is just it's it's, it's too much. It's crazy. That's what I mean. I as much you. as some a uh, some some of it like the whole getting the child away from their parents at an earlier age like makes sense, but that's about it. <laughs> everything else is just super sexist. Everything else is just so just Hey, this yeah, it's just it's yeah. bent over like you got you, you can't underestimate the power of the nag. It's pretty much what they're pretty saying. much yeah yeah yeah. yeah I'm like Jesus yeah, Christ, yeah, yeah. I will get a man. I'll nag his fucking. I'll ears nag up. his fucking. <laughs> Factor six: cattle, not real cattle. Us, we're the cattle. Man. Those who will not use their brains are no better off than those who have no brains, and so this mindless school of jellyfish father. Mother, son, and daughter become useful beasts of burden or trainers of the same. Now that, again, it's too sexist. The end result, like the cattle part, well, yeah. A lot of there's a lot of people in this world who are like, oh, as long as things keep going the way they are, I don't care about anything else. But the rest of it is just way too like sexist. Pff, women, sexist. am I right, guys? <laughs> I'm like. They'll nag their way to the White House. 
<laughs> and here's the thing: it's not. It's it's sexist both. It's sexist mainly towards women because it in effect says that the man is emaciated or emasculated by the woman, and that's how like she maintains control. But really, nobody has control in this situation. They're all tools of the state. Damn. Is what they're saying. Damn. But it's still. Right. Yeah, I mean, the man does not win out in this fucking scenario here, is what I'm saying, <laughs> at all. I mean, he didn't get any, he doesn't get laid like at all. All right, so uh, conclusion. Let's wrap this bad boy up. To wrap up our coverage on this silly chapter in Bill's silly book, we will refer to the man himself. Quote. So now you know, this chapter could only come in the beginning. Your preconceived ideas had to be shattered in order for you to understand the rest of this book. In this chapter, you can see every step that the elite have taken in their war to control this once great nation. You can see the steps that will be taken in the future. You can no longer pretend innocence. Your denial of the conspiracy will fall on deaf ears. <laughs> this book is part of the education that will give Americans the weapons needed in the coming months and years of hardship as the New World Order struggles to be born. You Many... Oh. oh, sorry. I was just oh. saying, I love how you're reading it like... Uh, the Twilight Zone guy. Many will argue that silent weapons for quiet wars is only a bogus conglomeration of words for which the writer has never taken credit or responsibility. Those who do so ignore the self-evident truths contained within the document. They ignore these truths because they are an indictment of their own ignorance, which they cannot face. Cha. It's beautiful. So we keep going. <laughs> so the last paragraph of this chapter is the exact thing a conspiracy nut like Bill would say. You've probably heard a similar phrase from other whack jobs, but uh, this is how Bill Cooper ends the first chapter of his book. Bill? That last sentence is the real reason why people choose to ignore silent weapons for quiet wars. People are not ready to admit that they have been cattle. They are not prepared to fight and, if necessary, die for freedom. It is an indictment of the citizens of the United States of America, and that is the total confirmation of the truth of the information contained in Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars. I, you can indict America. I mean, Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars. Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars, <laughs> a film by Marty. <coughs> I will say this though: as much as we've we, we've we've got to know how crazy Bill Cooper was and pretty damn sexist uh, at the end of this. Uh, he does have some good life advice. And begin to work, take an active role, take a risk, stick it out over the cliff and don't worry about falling off. Take a risk, man. It's better to fall off trying to save freedom than to die in the chains. Take a risk, man. Mm. Jump off a cliff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, I'm I'm in a relatively interesting role. Uh, <laughs> well, look, I I haven't, to be really brutally honest, and you know I'm not super proud of it, but I haven't had a real job in like over two years. But I've been able to get by because of you know various resources that I have that a lot of people don't. Um, you know, supportive you know family and whatnot, but. Um, 
the longer I don't work like a nine to five or like a retail or a, a food service job, the more I realize that none of us are meant to be like that. Our society is not built to keep <clears throat> us comfortable, which is why we have so much materialism, uh, which is why we have so many, um, you know, uh, antidepressants and the like, therapy on demand. <laughs> Abortion on demand. No. Oh, Jesus. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I, I, get, I understand. But, but our society is built to keep the masses tired and, and just waiting for the weekend, waiting for the weekend. You know, break mm-hmm. time, break time. And consequently, no work ever gets done. And honestly, does most of that work need to be fucking done? Oh, God. You're going to be pro-automation, aren't you? Oh, no. This is how the Terminators get us, Tyler. No, that's not what I said. (laughs) I know. I'm messing with you. There's a way to do things that could be done in such a way that keeps us all like... No, I, I understand. I, I'm just messing with you. I, I know what I you mean. I would love to see us evolve and like move into like a, a new plane of like you know understanding and, and unity, but we can't because there's too many dumb people yeah. listening to these fucking jackasses in power. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but every... Hey, you know how you're struggling right now? Because I know you are. Everybody is during the pandemic. You know how you're struggling right now? Um, those people that should be helping you right now are on fucking vacation. I don't know. I think I've just created it. Tyler Allen is the new Bill Cooper. You should do Hour of the Tyler. Hour (laughs) of the Tyler. It's the Hour of the Tyler. Cuts to you going, cell phones are live. Oh, we're not doing that. We're not. We're just saying. No, hold, hold the fuck up. We're not doing that. Because I have neighbors. Listen. And you're being very loud. Tyler, Tyler. It's late at night. Shut the fuck up. Bunker isn't as soundproof as you think Straight it is. Straight to the top. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Um, yeah, it's interesting going into the mind of Bill Cooper for an episode because I think, and I've said it throughout this episode, I think he is a much more interesting figure that I can really understand how people believe him. And... You know, be reading this first chapter, we were joking about it, but he was really just taking everything that you know and giving it a deeper meaning, a darker meaning to, to keep you interested. Because a lot of times when people fall down these things, it's like what we're going through right now with this pandemic. People are just bored. <laughs> and they start finding these things, and they're fun and cool and interesting and weird. And that's, that's how people can fall down that hole. I gotta be honest and right now. And you start doing the sexist stuff, and you're like, "Oh, right." The reason why I'm so a- anxious about this uh, coming, you know, really important event, um, you know, November and everything. The reason why I'm really, really anxious about it is because it seems like it's the exact perfect storm of shit 
to like bring down civilization, honestly. God, why did you have to get so dark this episode? Because it's September! I turn 45 in 15 days. Gross. It's another episode of Hour of the Tyler. Have you ever been to Venezuela with Tyler, who's 45? Gross. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for listening to... I love you. You complete me. Another episode of Tinfoil Radio. I yep. uh, hope you liked it. Bill Cooper, interesting character. Yeah, he's a jackass. Um, yeah, yeah. Bad guy. Interesting, but not good. Not uh, good at <laughs> all. Not good. No. Uh, we will be... I don't know if we're going to cover him next week. We might do something really fun next week. Tyler knows what I'm talking about. I think we're going to cover another religion, a very <sighs> exciting religion. Oh, <laughs> it's going to be a good episode. Uh, yeah. But yes, yeah, so you could follow us on Twitter at tinfoil underscore radio. Uh, you can like us on Facebook, tinfoil radio, uh, YouTube, tinfoil TV. That's where you get the video of this and uh, other clips. And what are you doing? I'm doing like, you know, if you want to put it up on like, you know, the video later with like, you know, wording and then, you know, people can click. Did it click? No, I'm not going to do that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tyler. I worry about you, buddy. I think you're getting, I think you're becoming a Bill Cooper guy. A little worried. Listen. <laughs> Remember, if, if you're hearing this transmission, <laughs> <laughs> we're already dead. <laughs> what is my problem?